Finding Root Causes with Ishikawa. Welcome to the Mastering Embedded Systems Podcast, Episode 14. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Mastering Embedded Systems Podcast. I am Georg Lohrer and this is the podcast about realizing and managing your projects within the embedded systems realm. I tell you the know-how and teach you the ways to succeed and overcome your daily obstacles and problems in project work. Today we are talking about root cause analysis and the Ashikawa technique. As already done with the five whys, I'll show you the way to do it, its benefits and especially how to overcome the disadvantages. Let's start right into it. Stay tuned and be inspired. We have already discussed about problems, symptoms, causes and root causes in episode 09. So have a look at embeddedsuccess.com slash episode 9. This episode now is about Ishikawa and the Ishikawa diagram in, uh, in particular. The Ishikawa is, besides the five whys, by far the most popular way to find out root causes. It's also known as fishbone diagram or as cause-effect technique. When you have a serious problem, it's important to explore all of the things that could cause this problem before you start about the solution. And as we have experienced or evaluated with the five whys technique, it's, um, the five whys is more a straightforward, very sequential technique. And most likely uh, it's very handsome if you already know the, the mainstream of the courses. But very often problems are more complicated. We have several reasons. We have several courses which cause them. And therefore... It's not that easy to do it with five whys because one of the major disadvantages of five whys was that you have to decide which way you to go uh, with the different uh, cause um, streams inside. The cause and effect diagram or fishbone or Ishikawa diagram is a graphical technique. It was first time introduced by Dr. Kaoru Ishikawa. Uh, he is from the University of Tokyo. And it's um, regularly only referenced as the Ishikawa diagram. This diagram is used to identify all of the contributing root causes likely to be causing a problem. This methodology can be used on any type of problem and can be tailored by the user to fit the circumstances. So it's a very particular, very uh, tailorable technique. The Ishikawa diagram or Ishikawa technique is a technique which uses a graphical approach, as just mentioned. And therefore, it's a way to think through all the possible causes of a problem on a graphical path. This is especially a quite challenging uh, situation for a podcast, which is a pure audio media. And therefore, let's see where we end up with that one. But Ishikawa is a technique which unwheels whether multiple causes leading to one effect. It's based also or the idea behind is that you have to separate different categories of causes. Finally, Ishikawa diagram is something like a brainstorming combined with mind mapping. 
it's very handsome and very helpful to find more than the most or when the, when the most obvious reasons for a problem. It helps to identify multiple causes. It's quite straightforward and it's a very easy to learn visual tool. It involves the workforce in problem resolution. So the preparation of this kind of fishbone diagram provides an education to the whole team. It's very often astonishing how the team evolves and how we come out of ourselves when we see how the, how the diagram, yeah, I don't want to say explode, but it, it grows rapidly. It also provides a quite good system thinking. So it's through these visual linkages you can do, you can link one part to the other quite easily using arrows. Then you have the opportunity to think more in a system manner than to have a pure straightforward sequential thinking. It also prioritizes further analysis and corrective actions quite, quite easily. The way why Ishikawa diagram is also called a fishbone diagram is based on the fact that if you start with the Ishikawa then you put the cause or the problem you have observed into a bubble or into some kind of square which looks like or should look like the, the head of a fish. So you have the, the effect written into a square and then you make a stroke horizontally and this is the this looks like the spine of the fish and when you think about categories of courses so you already have when starting the ishikawa you have in mind that there might be or there will be a lot of different courses finally ending up in the effect you observe and these courses or this category of courses you write into into bones which grown out of the spine so when it looks like the spine plus additional bones okay so there are lots of benefits from the ishikawa diagram however there are also some criticism and before jumping into how to do it effectively i already want to jump in and tell you the details about what critics are observed. First of all, it has the tendency to overcomplicate. Definitely. I have observed it by myself several times. You might end up with a ton of different courses. You don't see the wood for the trees. It's very often best used with teams and groups. So if you are alone, it's very often a little bit complicated to do it because you don't, you don't have the input from the other sides. And it's also, again, like with the five whys, you have the inability to go beyond the investigator's current knowledge. You cannot find causes that you really do not know already now. It's also necessary to say that the Ishikawa approach is quite divergent. It means the teams using the Ishikawa spend very often a great deal of energy speculating about potential causes, many of which have no significant effect on the problem you might get lost in the trees. You might also end up with tons of potential causes all indicating an action to resolve the problem, but far too many to take action on. And it's a quite impressive large diagram. Uh, yeah, but that's all. So it's, it's quite big. So simply like that. And the teams feels like the problem are too big to tackle at all. Very often, if you see a fishbone diagram, you might end up and say, oh, it's hopeless, we cannot do anything. 
if you come into that situation, very often it would be much more better to use a smaller approach like the five wise or a more number-based approach like the Pareto analysis. Uh, with the Pareto analysis, you have intrinsically already a, some kind of prioritization. That's very often helpful if you get stuck with the, with, with the Ishikawa diagram. There is also quite severe criticism about the way how necessary causes to finally end up in the, in the effect you observe or sufficient causes are detected. We will come back to that later in this, in this episode. Necessary versus sufficient is a quite old discussion and uh, struggling with the Ishikawa. It has to be admitted that the founder of this uh, diagram approach has not even considered that. That's really sad, but we will see. Okay, so that's the Ishikawa diagram in general. So far, the introduction into the Ishikawa. Do you personally have used the Ishikawa diagram for yourself or this cause and effect method for finding root causes or of a problem? What are your experiences? Do you have observed any obstacles and, and furthermore problems with doing that approach? I would be really keen on to get uh, your feedback and hear about how, how, what has gone wrong or how, how do you have succeeded. Let me know. It's on the embeddedsuccess.com slash episode 14 or drop me a message at embeddedsuccess.com slash feedback. Okay, now let's step into it. How to do this Ishikawa technique. First, step one, identify the problem or the effect. Write down the exact problem you face. Where appropriate, identify who is involved, what the problem is, and when and where it occurs. When, as a second, write the problem in a box on the left-hand side of a large sheet of paper. Especially large. Yeah, Don't take a regular one. It should be a larger one if you use with a piece of paper. Um, there are also already electronic, way, electronic ways to do it. I personally prefer, for example, the xmind.net. That's a mind mapping tool which has a Ishikawa mode. So you can do it automatically. It's doing this fishbone um, design by itself. And additional part is start, please do yourself a favor and start on the left-hand side of the paper with the, with the box, with the problem description. Originally, it's done from the right side, on the right-hand side of the paper. But that has to do with that in Japanese, it was traditionally read from red, from right to left and from top down from top to down. So it's uh, in in traditional Ishikawa diagrams you have the you have the effect on the right side and the causes on the left side. But for our western opportunities please select it vice versa and put your effect on the the box with the effect on the left side. Start with that one. Then draw a line across the paper horizontally from the box. This arrangement looking like the head and spine of a fish, as mentioned already before, gives you space to develop ideas. That's the first step. Then, second step. Now you have to work out the major factors involved. For that, you have to identify first the categories of causes affecting the problem. So that sounds quite abstract, but there are several templates you could use. It depends on which industry you are. For example, the marketing, for marketing there are four P's. That's for example, we have cause of categories named product, place, price, promotion. 
There is a larger one, seven P's in marketing, product, price, place, promotion, people, process, physical evidence. In manufacturing, the traditional ones, they are the five M's. It starts with machine, method, material, manpower, measurement. You have to imagine this is simply, these are the, the bones deriving from the spine of the fish. And you write down here, for example, if you stay on manufacturing, you simply state there machine, method, material, manpower, measurement. And these are the, the, the columns where you start with your thinking for potential causes. And you already sort them into these different categories. You can, of course, change them afterwards and move them around. And therefore, one first tip here, use sticky notes. Yeah, sticky notes are quite helpful for that case. Or use some, there are also these kind of sticky notes which use static electricity. It's called statis. So we have templates for marketing and manufacturing. There is also a template for the service industry, for example. This is called the 5S, which is surrounding, supplier, systems, skills, and safety. There is also one which has been preferred by McKinsey. It's strategy, structure, systems, share values, skills, styles, and staff. You see, it's all the time, it's different, but you can invent your own categories. That's no problem. I prefer the following ones for my own Ishikawas within the IT environment. Measurement, milieu, that means the environment, the equipment, the material, that could be also information, the methods, that means the processes, the people and their behavior, and management. Okay, then if you have found your categories or have considered to have categories, you also could simply write down in a pure brainstorming all the ideas for courses you have and afterwards build clusters. And the clusters are finally the categories of courses. I have done it just now for one uh, for one uh, project I'm I'm in and I have made a lot of interviews and got the idea about different problems and I simply have written it down own different problems blah 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 and all that stuff inside and now I have a big piece of paper or more or less a mind map with a lot of problems inside and now I have structured that and put it into different clusters and these clusters are now my categories this is the second step. So we have the first step, identify the problem or the effect. Step two, work out the major factors involved. And now the main step three or the main step in this Ishikawa action comes into place. Identify possible causes. First of all, it's a brainstorming. Brainstorm all the possible causes of the problem. Ask, for example, why does this happen? As each idea is given, the facilitator writes it as a branch from the appropriate category. So you find the category where it might be appropriate and then write a branch, write, write a line and write down or put your sticky note at this position. It might be possible that courses are mandatory for different categories and then don't hesitate, write the double or triple ones and put it to different categories. No problem with that. Where a course is large or complex, then it may be best to break it down into subcourses. So there will be additional lines coming out of that particular line. So one bone out of the other. Again, ask why does this happen about each course you have already determined. Write subcourses branching off the courses. Continue to ask why and generate deeper levels of courses. 
and the layers of branches indicate causal relationships. So, and the ones who have already taken the five Ys into account already have registered, ah, that's the five Y being used in the Ishikawa. Exactly. Very often, the Ishikawa diagram consists of several small and uh, short-layered 5Y analysis. When the groups runs out of ideas, focus attention to places on the chart where ideas are few. Very often, you observe that one category is very, very wildly filled up and others have few or even, even none entry. In that case, concentrate on these categories and consider deeply what might be causes in this category. Every cause might end up in a small 5Y analysis. Thus, we have step one in the Ishikawa, identify the problem or the defect. Step number two, work out the major factors involved. Step three, identify possible causes. And now, step four, analyze your diagram. By this stage, you should have a diagram showing all of the possible causes of the problem that you can think of. Depending on the complexity and importance of the problem, you can now investigate the most likely causes further. So that means you could identify main root causes by quantifying their impact on the effect or problem. Very often this could be done by additional sticky notes or some, some, some bullet points or uh, you make some short survey in the audience which might be the, right, the, the most impacting causes, which are the most heavyweight causes. And then identify the dependencies between the main root causes. There might be interdependencies, there must not be, but there might be. And it's very essential to know them because they might effect We may, might have an effect on each other. And now also quantify the relationships between main root causes. Are there not only dependencies, but also relationships in some way? Um, then there is some really, I have mentioned before, there is this kind of distinguishing between necessary and sufficient causes. What does that mean? First, some kind of clarification. I, a necessary condition for the occurrence of a specified event is a circumstance in those absence the event cannot occur. So that means if, the, or if this cause is not existing, the effect will never happen. It cannot be there. Sufficient now is not the opposite of necessary. It's something different. A sufficient set of conditions is a situation or circumstance in those presents the event must occur. But if the situation or circumstances is not available, the event might occur anyway. If it's raining, the street becomes wet. So raining is only sufficient that the street becomes wet because it can also not rain, but the street is wet anyway. Somebody has put out some water on the street, there were some, some, some water hoses exploded or some hydrants were going off and whatsoever. The Ishikawa diagrams are criticized for failing to make the distinction between necessary conditions and sufficient conditions. Let's have, let's have another, another example here. For necessary, we just have had in Europe a total lunar eclipse. The necessary condition for the total lunar eclipse is that the Earth must be between the Sun and the Moon. That's absolutely necessary. There will be no 
lunar eclipse if the sun is not or if the earth is not between the sun and the moon it's not possible at least not from our technical possibilities yeah we don't have spacecrafts which are big enough to make a shadow on the moon and so no definitely not so this is a necessary condition the sufficient condition i have already explained here it's raining and the street becomes wet this is only a sufficient condition, not a necessary one. And it it's essential to find or yeah, to take this kind of difference into account. At the moment, you jump into evaluating your findings of courses in the Ishikawa diagram. Okay, so we me it means in step four, analyzing your diagram, you have to distinguish which complexity and importance of the problem you have observed. And when you can identify the, the causes which are worth to follow on. This may, may also involve setting up investigations or carrying out surveys and so on. So it's not very often it's not possible after you have written down the Ishikawa, but you simply start into analyzing your diagram and find an end after one hour. Yeah, so it might last days or even longer time to evaluate all the differences and to evaluate the causes. Okay, let's summarize again these four steps. First step, identify the problem and start to write down the, the head of the fish. Then provide the spine of the fish and start with the major factors involved. That's step two. So these are the categories of causes when you where you write the, the bones of the which are derived from the spine. When you start to make the brainstorming and write down all the possible causes you have in mind or you might which might might be digged off and write them into the spine or into the branches and make sub-branches and so on, use sticky notes, use static uh, statis or whatever you prefer or use an electronic way to to hold it. Finally, you come to step four to analyze your diagram. This is already now a very worthwhile piece of paper because you have collected so many causes for a problem which is that it is anyway worth to follow every of these causes. But pay attention, it's already one of the criticisms I have, I have mentioned before. It might be too overcomplicated. You might get stuck because it's too many causes. You might get the, the system, the, the team might hesitate and say, oh, we, cannot, we cannot fulfill that. When pick out the, ma the major parts, pick out the one, two or three root causes you have in mind or which one we have, which have the biggest leverage to resolve the, the problem. Well, I consider we should have an example. As mentioned before, it's quite complicated or challenging to highlight or to present a graphical method in an audio way. But let's see how I can resolve that. I have written down a quick and dirty example for the Ishikawa so it's quite understandable I hope so and then I have also two videos I will link in the show notes or which link you will find in the show notes and we explain on one side in a quite easy way how it is done you you see the basics and the second video is about how to improve the fishbone diagram because the Ishikawa has also a severe um, disadvantage because it's very sequential if you one time on your on your courses or on on your category and there is an improved way to handle it have a look at that you will find it at embeddedsuccess.com slash episode 14 but now back to the example let's assume my problem is i do not find a parking lot 
when driving into the city. For some of you, this might be no problem, but sometimes for me, it's a problem. And so I have selected that. I have started with a basic category setup. That's first is machine. That means the technology which is in use. The second category is manpower or mind power. That means the physical work or also the brain work. The third category is material. That includes the raw material, the consumables, but also information. The fourth category is method. That means the processes which are in use. And then the measurement is the fifth category. That's the kind of inspection. How do we achieve or acquaint data out of these processes or whatever else, which finally lead to the problem? My problem, I do not find a parking lot in, lot in the city. Okay, I started to consider what is preventing me to find a parking lot, lot in the city. And I started and find some cases which I finally or directly set up into the different categories. There is first which comes into mind is, for example, there is no online routing system available to find a parking lot, to find a free parking lot. If I drive into the city, nobody guides me. I have to look for myself. So this is something I've said. This is something belonging to the technology, to the machine. Nothing available. Yeah. And then it's also, if it is like that, I cannot remember all parking areas out of mind. This is something I have set up into the mind power category. I don't have the brain power to remember some kind of uh, maps of the parking lots in the city. It's also some kind of uh, mind power issue if I cannot estimate the request for parking lots out of the traffic around me. So if I'm standing in some traffic jam, I cannot evaluate, will that finally lead to an exhaustion of parking lots somewhere else in the city? I don't have all the information available. So this is also some kind of mind power issue. I have not the calculation skills to do that. Then I, it comes into my mind, I do not know all the parking lots in my city. So this is belongs to the category of material that also means information. I also do not have sufficient understanding how parking is organized in my city. So I don't know the locations. I don't know the way how it is organized. And I also do not have online information about free parking lots. That's all put into the information in the material part. And then it comes, some other thing comes into my mind. My car is too big, simply like that. I have a very big car and I cannot use every parking lot. Oh, I have, uh, I'm looking also in no specific way for a parking lot. So this is a process issue. So I've put it into the method category. I drive into the city without any further planning. That's also a, a, a cause. And I've put it also into the method category. My, my method currently used to find a parking lot is simply hope and pray. And this is a process thing. Thus, I have here the for the measurement category, I have not found anything. I don't know how I could, how the inspection of the data of not finding a parking lot might have any impact. I cannot consider that. Or I don't, yeah, I have no idea. But then I continued with, I thought my car is too big. That That's an interesting point here. My car is big, is too big. So why is my car too big? Yeah. So it's exactly, now we start more or less in the five whys. Why is my car too big? And then I wrote down, and that's different from the, Wi-Fi, from the, from the five whys. I don't have to select one particular way. I simply wrote down every of them, any of them, and I have 
I like heavyweight cars. For example, that's not true for me personally, but let's imagine, yeah? I like heavyweight cars. That's a cost. Or I want to protect myself from car crashes. Therefore, I ran, um, yeah, I ran a car like a tank. Or the whole family must be lifted. And therefore, I need a big car and I have five children whatsoever and wife and all that, uh, dog, etc., and luggage. You see, then therefore, you need a big car. And when I ask again, why? Why do the whole family must be lifted? Yeah, and the answer is, if we drive into holiday, everything must be inside. And now the next question for why do you drive into holiday? Yeah, I want to ignore. Um, this, is now, this is now the point we, I want to stop. But if you imagine, it's already quite, um, quite a sufficient diagram quite a sufficient cause-effect situation with a lot of possible reasons, a lot of possible causes for the effect that I do not find a parking lot in the city. Okay, now how do I want to continue with that one? Now I, I would come to the analysis. That's the step four I've be mentioned before. Analyze your diagram. And here now I want to look for which has the biggest leverage. Perhaps I could also look for where are the low-hanging fruit. What could I change quite instantly without without much effort, and which might might have a quite dramatic input or impact on the on the problem? But finally, I would come to the situation that several of these causes I could not change by myself. For example, there, that there is no online routing system. Yeah, I cannot change that. I don't have the power. I don't have the money, and I don't have, I have the permission to do it. I also have no way to resolve these mind power issues that I cannot remember all parking areas and the question is whether it really has an impact or a severe impact that i do not find a parking lot in the city perhaps it will have but also perhaps not but if i go furthermore i might detect that one of the most leveraging causes on the effect might be that my car is too big and when i go back to the to the causes why do i drive that big car and then we would find hey if i drive into holiday everything must be inside but am i driving every day into holiday would be great yeah i i admit but it is not like that so the question is do i really need such a big car and already now we see we might see a way or a solution to resolve the problem in a different way which what we might have thought uh, before for example using a smaller car or share a car or use uh, use public transport okay that's only a short example about how the ishikawa might run i have some tips for you if you want to start with the ishikawa I, two of them I have already mentioned. First is write the effect on the left-hand side, whichever you prefer, right-hand or left-hand. But for Western regions, it's the west. Uh, the the left-hand side would be more appropriate. Second, use sticky notes or statis to provide the different courses and only write the connections with uh, with real lines, but don't write there directly on the paper with the with the courses. Use sticky notes. Use also electronic ways to do it. For example, xmind.net. To provide a fishbone. We have there are also other ones who have this kind of fishbone possibility. Check it out and get your way out of it. If the fishbone diagram is too bulky for the display, sometimes it happens like that. I have observed it several times because of this horizontal structure and then going vertically and then horizontal again, you might fill up the screen quite rapidly. When don't don't hesitate and switch to a regular mind map with, with the categories of courses as root branches. And to be honest, my whole setup of this uh, of this podcast and also the the script for this for this episode is done 
done as a mind map. Even the fishbone diagram I've just explained as an example is a mind map. It's only a piece of imagination to switch it. Thus you see, the Ishikawa diagram is only slightly more difficult than the five Ys. However, it has the great opportunity and the great benefit that you regularly don't miss a cause which is finally ending up in an effect. You have a very good living document. I still have documents in my inbox, I mean Ishikawa diagrams in my inbox, showing the situation of a problem and it's still updated. For me, it's a very helpful tool to get out of root cause analysis. Do you have made any Ishikawa diagrams once before? What are your experiences with it? Please let me know. You find my contact information at my website embeddedsuccess.com. I would be glad to read you guys. Once again, I wanted to highlight that I would be really happy if you would provide me a rating at iTunes or Stitcher for the podcast. This would support me in the effort to provide further episodes. Now that I've given you some of the know-how and some of the ways to gracefully handle your embedded systems projects, it's time for you to take these details into your daily work for achieving your passion and finding success. I'm Georg Lohrer from the Mastering Embedded Systems podcast. Thank you for listening.